Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of fail. Zero, how is it like over there on the other side of the couch? Like you totally are normally. Uh, you're totally you're totally sitting in the same room as me right yeah, now. Yeah, of course. Right? We're we're definitely in the same room. So hold on, there's a little lag. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> Zero and I are remoting in our for our first uh distant long distance episode. <laughs> and Mark can't join us today because he doesn't know how to computer. <laughs> so um You would think yeah, that Weebs would know how to do computer stuff but i mean how else do they look at the hentais (laughs) while we're in the misery of uh you know being quarantined and or being self-isolating and social distancing uh we decided to torture ourselves and watch two of jet lee's worst films in my opinion uh i okay so Okay, well, I, I, I see zero. No, no, you you might be right. These might be his worst films. But then again, I as I've mentioned many times, I'm not too familiar with his entire filmography. I'm sure he's done something that he's not very proud of in the past. But yeah, to, to my knowledge, these... Like hentai? Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe he did some hentai, some voice acting. <laughs> uh, to my knowledge, these probably are the two worst uh, yeah, which is funny because, uh, well, it was Romeo Must Die, uh, and then The One, and then Cradle to the Grave. Uh, so we're, we're reviewing the first and the third of, of that list we just mentioned. But The One is the huh, literally the only one that is actually entertaining. You know, yeah, it, it's yeah. dumb. It's a dumb movie. Well, I didn't realize this, but Romeo Must Die and Cradle to the Grave are actually the same director. So when you watch yep. when you watch both both movies back to back you can kind of see some similarities especially uh, I mean jumping ahead a little bit especially when you look at the last fight how they're kind of set up Yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah like the, uh, we were we were talking about this and uh well the reason why we wanted to do these episodes was uh well initially we just wanted to talk about Romeo Must Die because it's an a, it's uh the 20 year anniversary Yay. of this piece of shit <laughs> yeah yay uh it's a 20 year anniversary but then as i was watching it i just kept on memorizing like remembering the movie incorrectly because i was like oh it, it it works this way or like the movie's gonna play out this way but in actuality i'm thinking of scenes from cradle to the grave oh okay i see <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of there's well there's a lot of uh comparisons there you can make it's so easy like uh it's both star jet lee dmx is both in both movies so is uh anthony anderson mm-hmm. uh um, um um like who else uh, i think that's where it stops but what was supposed to happen in cradle to the grave uh Aaliyah was supposed to play the role that was then given to i think Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union? Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, obviously right, right. Yeah. Olia uh, passed away 
before that, so they had to recast. But yeah, it would have been the same, you know, all the same original players, which is kind of interesting because uh, Jet Li went from being kind of a character into having absolutely no character in Cradle to the Graves. <laughs> He's just like, uh, I mean, I, I feel like we're going to be jumping around all over the place, but man, Cradle to the Grave, like yeah. there is just, it's just filled with unlikable men. <laughs> yeah, well... I think both movies are just unlike... Well, okay, fine. I'll give you that. Like, the characters in Romeo Must Die are a little bit better they're, they're, written. They're definitely more fleshed out and more written. It's just, like, it's yeah. not the strongest script. It, yeah. It's an interesting idea, that, but... Yeah. Right, right. And, well, the, the title itself says is, you know, named after Romeo and Juliet, which is weird because watching the movie, I have... I've, don't feel that way at all i don't see get any semblance of romeo and juliet story in there uh well i don't i never liked romeo and juliet in high school so i i couldn't tell you any of those characters names besides the titular <laughs> characters so i don't remember the yeah, story sh- either shakespeare needs more dmx in it <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah but it's so it's so easy to uh it's so easy to confuse these two movies. I find them so similar. And initially, it was just going to be an anniversary episode like we normally do like for these milestone movies. But for this, it, it easily had to become turn into a comparison episode. And it's not like it's not a, a comparison of like which one's, you know, the masterpiece here. It's, it's more like which one is worse, <sighs> which which movie is harder to sit I, I know which movie is worse i i could very easily tell you which movie is worse but it's also the more entertaining one though <laughs> if if you okay. know what i mean okay okay well all right well how do we want to do this let's let's talk about both movies let's let's give uh romeo must die its fair share before we talk about cradle right yeah yeah so okay so both movies were produced by joel silver uh, again, both starring Jet Li. And what is the story of Romeo and Juliet? How about you take this one first? And I'll try Cradle oh, later. God. Uh, Romeo Must Die has the more complicated story that I'm not even sure I can recall. Um, something yes, I made it easier for myself. Right, something to do with people wanting to build a football stadium, so they're trying to buy the property amongst the black and chinese community and mm-hmm. one of the sons of the uh the black mogul is killed and it causes strife between the two not really gangs but the two uh figureheads and that per that son who gets killed also happens to be jet Li's brother so he comes yeah so he breaks out of prison to figure out what's going on and he meets the daughter of the mogul played by Aaliyah, and then hilarity ensues <laughs> <laughs> well it's not supposed to be a comedy i know it's a <laughs> well it is kind of funny like unintentionally there's a lot of there's a lot of unintentional uh, humor yeah 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 uh i mean like the whole story's revolving like uh, the whole like bickering families thing kind of like romeo and juliet and that's where the comparisons to romeo and juliet die (laughs) (laughs) because there's nothing else 
Right, right. So, uh, in theory, I like the idea of this movie. You know, it's Romeo and Juliet uh, instead of instead of uh, the whatever family feuds they had in the original story. This is actually a, a like uh, it's based on race. Now you have the African American community and the Chinese community, and the two uh, the son and daughter from uh, each side. Uh, not really falling in love, but getting close to where it's making people and audiences uncomfortable, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, not this doesn't really spoil anything, but the end, the movie does have a uh, supposed uh, kiss scene between Leah and Jet Li, but apparently the audiences did not receive well to that, so they just left it as like a little bro hug between the two. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's <laughs> and that's all it needs. That's one of the unfortunate things about this movie is they they really straddle the line with are they really into each other or not? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Like it, it seems like she's into him, but they don't want to visually do anything. They don't want to make them physically touch for some reason. It, it's <laughs> it's like they were watching the dailies and. The people making the film were getting uncomfortable or something like that uh yeah yeah i don't that's, know that's rough. it's a shame because the idea uh the idea of doing romeo and juliet for modern times and and re- and making the tension uh based on race is kind of interesting to me so i feel like this is a little ahead of its time maybe in terms of what it was trying to do but it just didn't have like that <laughs> that really solid script you clearly like this movie more, yeah. as far as I can tell. <laughs> clearly, uh, but the but the runtime for this movie is a was a whopping two hours. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty rough. Well, the problem it's is they they kind of set up a murder mystery who done it. Like, oh, who killed the son? Who's taking out uh, both sides of the family? Like, what's going on? And all that stuff is just so, so boring, so uninteresting. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard to watch because you're, you're like, you. A lot of times, you and I will talk about like editing a film uh, for our own sake and be like, okay, we can salvage this film, make it more entertaining if we just cut out a lot of the the a lot of the the, the bulk. Yeah, there, right. Because you don't need it, but you can easily cut out a solid 20, 30 minutes out of the movie because there's just a lot of long takes. And just scenes that go nowhere. And it's just like, I get it. I get it. Just move on. There's no point to this. I just want to see Jet Li fight. <laughs> and unfortunately, there really isn't that much Jet Li fighting in this film. Correct. There is not. Uh, considering this is his only second American production, I'm, you know, I'm not too surprised. I feel like they didn't really know what to do with him yet. Even though he did right, bring right. over uh, Cora Yuen uh, as the action choreographer, which I thought was really cool. But mm-hmm. I think the problem is that Cora Yuen is also a director and he knows how to frame shots. He also understands like how it's probably going to be edited. And I'm sure the director and the editor of this film was like, no, no, we're just going to shoot it. Bartog. Yeah, I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to pronounce. This it. is his first movie, apparently. Right, so. right. I'm, I'm sure I, I he it. had something in mind, which was probably conflicting with what Corey 
had in mind and mm-hmm. it's unfortunately the the fights in this movie are just a, a little too over edited just like a little too slow mm-hmm. and it, yep. it, they're they're always lacking for me <laughs> well uh yeah the story it's, it's just too long is, is what it is um and i found the um i found the ending a little uh, again uh, who I find the ending and who's their culprits to the, the crimes that are happening in the movie to be a little too predictable. Yeah. Maybe at the time it's it felt you know like it's like shocking, but you know it's it's just too. I don't know. Safe is that way you describe it? it? It just feels like something you'd seen a thousand times. Maybe, maybe back in two thousand, this is like so mind blowing. Right. No, I, I get I get what you mean. I, I think the problem is when you meet characters, it's like. They have to be the bad guy, right? That's that's just it. Like, oh, look at that guy. (laughs) He he looks like an ass. He's probably the bad guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's like they're all related somehow, uh, literally to the main characters in some way. It's it's super predictable. Um, But then, like, their motivations behind it, it's so stupid. Um, But yeah, that's the fucking that's the fucking plot of the movie. Uh, I I did want to talk a little bit a bit about the music, and this is gonna sound kind of biased, maybe. I mean, everything I say is biased, right? But uh, I generally did not like the music in either movie, Um, not because the music's bad, but because they don't fit some of the scenes. Uh, Uh, I I think I get what you mean. I mean, this is um, these are films that uh, have. Uh, african-american cast and it also has cast members that are uh musical performers so i'm not surprised when they use a dmx song or an Aaliyah song or some other r&b song in there so i was so, so, fine with it but i i think for me it's i have a bias too like i don't like that music so it it just didn't do anything oh. it didn't do anything for me oh, right i don't mind the music well i i generally don't like dmx uh as a musician but but like you know, it, it's not even that. It's just like you, you see Jet Li. Like we're in one part of the movie where Jet Li, like someone Jet Li knows, dies, and it's like a very heart wrenching scene. Mm-hmm. And then the next scene is like DMX just like belching, <laughs> like just like rap lyrics, like like really hardcore, like not. Are you sure this is Romeo and Messiah? Because now maybe I'm confusing the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the same fucking movie. Uh no 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 this is definitely Romeo must die because this this is uh, this is in the movie you'll you know what I mean like uh, if you're if you're at that scene where Leah and and Jet Li are about to hug um yeah like there's like really hardcore DMX playing as well and it's like supposed to be a emotional scene and and meanwhile like Leah and Jet Li are in slow motion but everything else in the scene is moving at normal speed is this the uh, end. Well, yes, this is the end. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, I don't. Um, I don't remember. I didn't that. want to spoil it. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. But like, when it happens, you're like, "What the fuck? Like, why is? It... Why did they feel the need to? It's everything is wrong. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's all I need to say. Everything is wrong. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, music wise, I, I didn't really care for it. It, it was. Mm-hmm. I understand the choices they made, but for me personally, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to that music. So, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, let's talk about the action because that's the point of this, right? Yeah. So, um, Corey Yuen did 
director uh, was action choreographer for the these movies, right? For both of them, I believe, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty yeah, yeah, pretty sure up, about that. That's why there's a lot, there's a lot of comparisons that you can draw from that too. Because uh, man, um, I will say for um, the person who goes against Jet Li in both movies, or the people that go against Jet Li in both movies, I can easily mistaken one for the other because oh yeah, well, I mean. Well, who is we'll, we'll talk about the villain second one, but in this one we have Russell Wong, mm-hmm. and I looked at his IMDb page. I looked at his Wikipedia. He doesn't seem to be a martial artist, so I was fooled. I thought he was a legit martial artist. Yeah, uh, given the fact that I'm not, I, I didn't see any other martial arts films to his credit. I mm-hmm. thought, oh yeah, he did a good job. I mean, the choreography was a little more simpler, uh, but it, it was fine for what it is. Right, right, yeah. Well, the first fight scene, and we don't have to talk about every one of them because uh, I don't think there's anything really too memorable in either one movies. Uh, the first fight scene is with him in it, taking on a couple people in this nightclub, and <laughs> two things really stand out for me in this scene. So one is when, uh, well, three things maybe. There's one scene when he like kicks some guy into a fish tank. Mm-hmm. But his foot is so far away from the guy. Oh, so that's something I wanted to bring up. Yes. Uh, so he he kicks like the glass above the tank instead of hitting the guy, but it causes the glass behind the guy to break. It's 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 yep. a really odd choice. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe he missed, and they're like, "Fuck it, just just keep the take. It looks fine." <laughs> hmm. Do you remember the part where he? Uh, does a jumping kick and he kicks one direction, <laughs> but while he's in midair, he twists his body the other direction. Uh, uh, it- <laughs> yeah, so that that's my big problem with uh, uh, this movie. Uh, I feel like it doesn't happen so much in Cradle of the Grave, but you mm-hmm. have the assistance of wires, and everything about this movie is grounded in reality. But then when you get into... Uh, when you get to the fight scenes, you have people who will come across as levitating because they're doing moves that you, you can't really do. And it's because they're on wires. And that's, yeah. you know, that's very Hong Kong style. But it just it just doesn't work here. It, it, it's, it really does stick out like a sore thumb when you, when you see those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you like the way that this scene ends? Mm. When he... T- when he takes out the, I can't even talk about it without laughing. When everyone pulls a gun on him, mm-hmm. everyone in the room pulls a gun oh, on him yeah. at the same exact time, and then he pulls out guns out of his pockets, and then like the camera does some sort of weird tilting thing at the same time, mm-hmm. and you just see like like it just looks like supposed to be some like cool gangster thing, but. I don't know. It's just something about well, like the comedic timing. It looks like something out of airplane. Yeah, they're they're trying to yeah they're trying to look cool because as soon as he takes his guns out, everybody takes their guns out. But it's all happening in slow motion. The cam- I think the camera's trucking out. Maybe it's yep. It, it it's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to look cool, <laughs> but it comes across as silly. And then I will say I uh, I did laugh a lot in this, but we're going. What are you supposed to say? I was going to say, and then. DMX relieves the tension by shooting like a, an assault rifle into the air. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. And what does he say? What does he say, Zero? I think he says like everybody who's not black get out. <laughs> <laughs> well, before that, he's like, 
Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Oh, God. <laughs> like he's like some deep I, I philosopher feel like or something. He was like quoting that. himself. Uh, like no one has ever <laughs> said that except for DMX. Uh, that he was the first person to ever say that. Mm-hmm. All right. If you if you need to get your uh, opinions on gun politics, get it from DMX. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so. What else? What else we got? Like that's actually noteworthy of, of this movie. I really don't want to talk about every single one of them. Well, there, I, I, I like feel like there's only three more fight scenes, maybe, in total in this mm. movie. So uh, the the next the next one would be I think when Jet Li breaks out of prison. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's I mean, that's fine. Though. It's like not oh, really a fight. It it's kind of interesting. Uh, I like uh, like many things. I like the idea. But I think the execution was just not that interesting. Right. Where well, everything where he, he everything that he does while he's uh, hanging upside down from a chain, like all the choreography there completely defies all laws of physics. <laughs> I, I can't even explain it all. <laughs> like nothing looks like it has any sort of impact or like he grabs a guy by the legs like while he's hanging from his ankles and he pulls him and just catapults him across the room yeah yeah this movie <laughs> defies physics a lot but you know it's fine it's for movie i so i will say sure. uh i mm-hmm. saw this movie in high school and i remember renting it and uh i wa- i was gonna watch it with a bunch of friends and one of my friends said oh i saw this movie uh, i love this scene when jet lee breaks out of prison he's like oh it's so cool it's so unique and i was like oh okay neat and then we watched uh-huh. it, and I just thought, oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, he needs to make his own martial arts podcast because he doesn't belong on our show. <laughs> right, right. And I, you know, you know what though? Like, I can't, I can't really get too mad at. I, I want to say like the the lack of interesting action in a film like this because, you, you know, like I I can see how my friend would like this movie because he probably didn't watch martial arts films like we didn't yeah. have too many american martial arts films that i can really recall that did really interesting things with action um and this was around the time when uh jackie chan started getting popular so like i was watching those films and then i was like oh cool jet lee jet lee's coming over here and then i remember being utterly disappointed when i saw <laughs> this movie i was like oh man this is just this is not what i thought he could do yeah i mean okay so like you said before romeo must die was a second of his american um, productions or films uh this is obviously after lethal weapon 4 where he played the villain and in that movie he didn't talk at all mm-hmm. but he was very menacing like he was like a huge threat and i like the way that they took him out at the end they just fucking bum rushed him <laughs> that's, that's how you have to do it that's the only way you could do it in the water they bum rushed him yes and they shot him a couple times it's like what a fucking terrible way to end the movie mm-hmm. um but here he plays the, the the protagonist so like you're expecting him to do you know be a you know, uh, you know, a good screen presence, and you know, for what's worth, he is. But unfortunately, the movie itself is just so bleh. Yeah, it, it's so it sucks. Bleh. Like he, I, they're I, they're really trying hard to make him likable, but it just it doesn't work for some reason. Like him, Aaliyah taking him into the club, putting on a backwards hat, and then he <laughs> yeah. he's trying to act. 
you know, like he belongs in this urban setting. It's just, it, I don't want to like mainland China. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to say embarrassing because that's not very fair. It just it it doesn't work. It it really doesn't work. Yeah, they they try they tried right. hard, but it, for some reason, like I I don't think this is the right vehicle for him. Right. You, you know what it feels like. I I thought I was disappointed with the ending the first time I watched it, and I hadn't seen it in a while because I kept like confusing it with Cradle, Cradle to the Grave. But then uh, when I was rewatching it, I forgot. I actually forgot for a second who the the main bad guy was. Mm-hmm. But I was very shocked that the main the main bad guy isn't the white guy, because I felt like that would have been such a perfect uh, metaphor mm-hmm. here. It's like, well, the problem, the the main <laughs> the problem to minority issues in the world are white people. Well, I mean, I so, thought that's too deep for the movie. Right, right. Well, subtly, <laughs> you are correct. The main bad guy is kind of the white guy because they're the ones who are trying to buy all the property from the Chinese and African American community. Yeah, yeah. So, but he, they're not—they're just instigators. They're not actually the main bad guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're not the main bad guys, but in reality, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in this Such movie, fighting in this movie, commentary. yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in this movie, in this yeah, movie sure, that's totally. what I'm talking about, yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But uh, so, uh, and- <laughs> uh, so the next fight scene uh, is is your favorite, isn't it? Actually, uh, so the next fight scene is um, I don't know if you remember this one, but this is Chet Li uh, fighting um, Anthony Anderson and goons in an alley uh vaguely remember this one yeah okay um it, it's really really Old movie short. is so memorable to me right right uh-huh. uh oh I, yeah it's short yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but actually i like this one so they start off fighting on the wooden stairs and mm-hmm. before that we see uh, a yeah. scene where jet lee is buying like zip ties and he's buying uh, tools and whatnot mm-hmm. and uh yep. this is a scene where he finally uh utilizes the zip ties and uh, I actually liked this scene a lot because it was very, very simple. It was shot in a way that you could clearly see everything because what he's doing is he's using the zip ties and he's using uh, the goons' belts to kind of like tie everybody up and whatnot. And uh, I thought it was a yeah. really simple, very straightforward, but like clear execution. So I actually, I actually liked it. Right, there's no floatiness, there's no uh, uh, suspension of gravity or anything like that in this scene. Uh, I totally forgot about this, but I agree with you that it's uh, you know, probably the best fight scene in the whole movie, <laughs> except that part where he does a backflip off the railing and then he immediately crashes through the same <laughs> railing. Right, no, I like that. It reminded me of uh, Michelle Yeoh in Yes, Madam, only instead of... Right, but Michelle Yeoh actually did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think he did it, but they, he did it in, like, obviously multiple cuts. He did it in, like, four takes. Yeah, and instead of crashing through with his hands, he crashes through with his feet. So it's... it's mm-hmm. Yeah, if you do a side-by-side, I think you can see where I I feel it's similar. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I, I, I like the part where they're uh, in that alleyway, you know, between the fences and such. You know, like it's super sur- simple, straightforward uh, choreography. But yeah, it, it, it does work just like you said. But the scene is so overshadowed by the next fight scene, which is probably the best fight scene in the whole movie. Are you talking it's, about uh, the football scene? The football scene. <laughs> the football scene is definitely the best fight scene. Oh, Jesus. And there goes my camera. 
<laughs> so the football scene. The football scene. So the football scene. Yeah, you're, you're explaining the football scene. Tell me more about it. Uh, I like to call this <laughs> Kung football. Really, really bad joke. <laughs> oh, man. So writing, it's very similar to uh, Shaolin soccer, right? It's as good as Shaolin soccer, That's uh, what we're saying. I, I would watch a whole movie of Jet Li using martial arts to beat up football players on the field because... I feel like you could really, really drag this out into absurdity. But, yeah, this. I mean, you're you're telling me it's not absurd already. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, what happens is Jet Li plays a game of American football with, um, you know, Anthony Anderson, Anthony Anderson, and, and Mr. Gro- Gro- uh, grown up or, or blackish or whatever that show is called yeah i think he's on blackish yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. uh and and other fellow football players and it's one of those things where they don't tell him the rules so jet lee is just basically like getting tackled he's he's, he's getting dog piled and then so he asks uh i guess the uh quarterback like oh how, how come they can hit me and he's like oh it's because you have the ball and then like you see that light bulb like over his head when he hears it's like oh because i have the ball like they can hit me so oh god (laughs) that basically (laughs) that means as long as gently gives the ball to somebody he can kick them in the face literally (laughs) punch them and kick them in the (laughs) kick them in the neck it's like it's all good it's just not how american football works it's it's so silly yeah, you just see Anderson, uh, what, uh, Anthony Anderson just, like, getting his ass handed to him. Like, you just see, like, Jet Li just stomping on his face. It's like, don't worry, this is football. This is American football. Yeah, it, it's really <laughs> odd because what, what Jet Li will do is he'll throw the ball to somebody, and then he'll just start literally punching and kicking them, take the ball back. <laughs> somebody will go to tackle him, but before they can tackle him, he'll punch and kick them in the face, and it's... <laughs> Like that's that's not how the game works. No, that's totally how the game works. Last time I watched, uh, well, I mean, if you watch any uh, games right now, you're just gonna see an empty audience. Oh, so yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's as close as close as possible to mm-hmm. real football. Right, right. Uh, yeah, no, definitely by far the best fight scene in the whole movie. <laughs> and I think I think unfortunately, what makes this kind of goofy and laughable too is the wire work you know like you can't be floating in the air like that when you get um tackled and then suddenly uh you're tackled in the air and it causes you to like 360 spin so you you have like so much hang time and then he finally falls to the ground it's it's (laughs) uh it's so silly uh yeah well that's the best fight scene of the movie yes Uh, i i I think if anyone's gonna check out uh, the fight scenes for you know, in, in this film at all, it's just for this one and nothing else. Uh, because the last fight, uh, I mean, is there any more? Yes, there is. Fight? There is the next. Is? The oh, next geez. fight is actually probably one of the better fights as well. Which is, but it's mm, so short. Okay. So basically, what happens is we get a, actually a decent uh, car chase scene. It's uh, Jet Li and Aaliyah. They're driving away in a car. They're being pursued by two motorcyclists uh, who are shooting them with guns. Uh, it's a very, very, you know, decently shot car chase. Uh, very easy to see everything. And then what ends up happening is 
uh, Jet Li kicks the motorcyclist uh, who removes her helmet to reveal that she's a woman. Right. And right. I, I think thought that's also played by Kelly Hu. Kelly Hu, I think so. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Kelly Hu was also the. I think she. Well, Kelly Hu was the female. Uh, one of the female villains in in Cradle to the Grave. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that was her too. But I thought it was funny because, uh, when she removes her helmet to reveal she's a you know an Asian a woman. woman He's uh, Jet Li's like you're Chinese too, <laughs> or, or, or something like that. But he won't hit her because she's a woman. Yeah. So I, he literally <laughs> takes Aaliyah and uses her as like a marionette doll to beat the shit out of yeah, this, this woman. I, I, I like this fight. I wish it was longer because I, mm-hmm. I I've mentioned previously. I I know these types of fights where you have the man, or it's almost generally like a man using the woman to fight for him for, for some reason. It, it's happened in several movies. Like yeah. It's slower because, yes, he has to physically pick her up and, and like, twirl her around and and literally yeah. grab her wrist and make, like, her punch with it. It's slower, but I, 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 I always like the choreography behind it because I, I, I think it's just fun. Right, right, and they're basically swing dancing. Yeah, yeah, think of it yeah. like swing dancing. And the idea is, like, Jet Li's like, I won't, I won't hit a woman. And so he literally takes, like, he grabs Aaliyah's wrist and he uses it, like, to punch her, the, the other girl in the boobs, for example. Yeah, and that punch to the boobs is enough to knock that Asian woman out, fall backwards into a spike. Mm-hmm. And, oh, well, well, we know that it's a spike that kills her because we see an X-ray move. Oh, man, we didn't now, mention We didn't mention that, but it happened we're, earlier. Now we're going to talk. <laughs> We're gonna talk about it because this movie apparently is the one of the first util, utilizations of the X-ray shot mm. in any action film. The X-ray shot would be like, oh, if uh, um, someone is getting snapped in the the neck, you see like the, the neck bone break or something like that. And here right. you see like the, her heart gets pierced by um, by a piece of metal or something like that. Right. Um, yeah, you can think Romeo must die for that trope. <laughs> All right, you hear that, Ed Boone? Mortal Kombat has nothing against Romeo must die. <laughs> you guys ripped it off. I mean, you fucking assholes. Maybe, maybe they did. <laughs> well, fucking... so it, it's weird this 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 visual idea that they had for this movie because mm-hmm. as I was watching the film, and it happens earlier in. The prison break scene, uh, Jet Li breaks somebody's arm and it cuts to a 3D rendering of the bone and you see it snap. I thought they did that because I thought maybe they were trying to hide gore, right? If, mm, if you think yeah. about it, like, oh, uh, maybe they shot gore and it was really bloody and they showed bone. And then they were like, oh, we need to get this past the censors. So they found a workaround. But I realized this movie is still rated R, so there was no need... <laughs> to show like 3D bone breaks, 3D right. like heart pierces, it's unnecessary. So it's just a, it really is just a stylistic thing. Right. Well, I'm I'm gonna only kibosh that idea because like early 2000 CG costs a lot of money, so it probably would have been cheaper to just get get real blood squibs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it looks. It looks of its time, but uh, it does look, you know, it looks decent. Uh, It's not bad. Dude, everything about this movie is of its time. This movie is super dated, in my opinion. (laughs) 
It's, it's such an early 2000. Both of these movies are so early 2000s. <laughs> God. Um, what, well, what else we got? Uh, what I else we got think, before? I think that leads us to our final fight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, I don't know. There's so much. There's a lot of plot that happens in the movie, and and if you guys are in it for the plot, uh, don't watch this fucking movie because it's really boring. Uh, but we we finally lead to Jack uh, no, Jet Li going against uh, Russell Wong at the very end. I mean, surprise, surprise. He's the. Uh, I mean, it's so obvious he's gonna be the final bad guy. It's it feels yeah, like, like perfect it's like, setup. Yeah, for like it. who who else? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, now, so it's, it's, uh, j- just to jump off of that, I will say it, it's kind of surprising that they didn't make it the final bad guy, um, um, like one of the other family members from the like, um, you know, from the other side. So it wasn't yeah. like like China versus African American, an African American, you know, like it turns out that it's like, oh, like the the issue was like within his own family. So like they didn't go that route where it was just like a black man fighting a Chinese man, and then they're just like creating all these racial tensions without realizing it. Uh, if you want to interpret it this way, uh, you can reinterpret the movie as Jet Li uh, makes assumptions about the black community when it actually is just his whole family who's fucking over the world. So he's the villain. Yeah. Well, his family is really the villain. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, he made assumptions or whatever. Uh, so this final fight, uh, it eventually erupts into a, I mean, like, oh, we'll talk about the specifics in a second, but it eventually erupts into a fiery courtyard. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm going to be drawing a lot of comparisons to this fight to Cradle to the Grave. Yeah, uh, uh, I would say the Cradle to the Grave fight is a good evolution of what this started out as because the Cradle to the Grave it 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 takes it up literally to like the extreme of what uh, this was trying to do. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, in terms of the actual fight choreography, uh, I think it was fine. I mean, you can clearly tell that. Uh, well, they're trying to frame it in the way that, uh, you know, Jet Li is the superior martial artist, right? So the only reason why Russell Wong gets any sort of upper hand is because he uses dirty tactics, which is yes. utilizing, uh, what what is that, a grill? What? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it, like, yeah, a grill, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of neat because, like, when they're first fighting, uh, you can see embers kind of floating across the screen, and Russell Wong realizes that. And then as the fight ensues, he, yeah, he tosses, like, this kind of, it's not a wok, but it's like a half dome shape that's filled with a, it's like filled with charcoal, like burning charcoal. Yeah, yeah. And then he just pushes that against Jet Li's hands, which causes like the skin to melt off his hands, which, yeah, which he's, then he's taking advantage of it. Right. Which then gives us one of the worst lines, like in the whole movie. Do you remember? <laughs> no. Oh God! Wait, what? What is it? So Jet Li's hands have been burnt now because he's push. He was pushing against this like burning metal uh, sphere, mm-hmm. half sphere, and so what Russell Wong does is he grabs the skin of his hand to you know to hurt him. He digs his fingernails yep. into his hand, and Russell Wong <laughs> says, "Give me some skin, baby." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
and I just smacked my forehead, and I just said, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little over the top, and he was like, woo, at the same time. Yeah, yeah I know, now I remember this. Yeah, I think the director's like, yeah, just go with it. Go nuts, go nuts. Uh, well, why does Jet Li overcome this? He, uh, he grabs some cloth and ties it around his hand, and now that magically cures his, his third-degree burns. Yeah. Sure, that's totally how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the finishing blow is also an X-ray shot. It's a. Uh, it's it's the worst. It's the worst one. <laughs> it's the worst move. Oh my god, we we did miss a fight actually. We missed a fight. Oh good. Okay. Well, <laughs> tell me all about that fight scene that I totally remembered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I remember that because I, I don't know why I remember that. But we missed the the um the water hose fight. What? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the way that uh, Anthony Anderson almost died. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually one leading up to this scene. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's basically Jet Li like dodges a bunch of bullets and such. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I totally remember this movie. I'm totally not forgetting <laughs> it already. All right. Explain it to me since I know so much about it. Uh, I mean, yeah. So basically, what happens is Jet Li is running away from gunfire. He realizes he, mm-hmm. he can't really get close to them, and he sees a you know a water hose, long fire water hose, and uh, I like the idea. Again, I like the idea of this fight a lot. He first he turns on the fire hose and he starts spraying everybody who has guns, and he disarms them all. Good, you know, fine. And then what happens is somebody with an axe chops the end of the hose, so there's no more water. So basically, he just uses it as like a like a really really long kind of rope. And, um, yeah, he just starts wailing on these guys with, like, you know, the metal end of the hose. And there's some, there's some fun choreography here. It, if you've seen The Transporter 2 with Jason Statham, and that was also choreographed by Corey Yuen, that is the better version of this fight. Right, right. It's right. basically no, gently well, yeah. taking out people with uh, like a fire hose, and it's done much, much, much better in the transporter too. I, I recommend that one yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember anything else from this fight? Sure, I totally remember this. No, I totally remember the scene. Yeah, I wasn't bored out of my mind watching the rest of the movie. No, of course not. <laughs> well, with the exception of that, and you know the way that he takes out Anthony Anthony Anderson. Uh, by suspending him over the side of a br- the building with over by his tie, uh, I don't remember too much about this fight scene. Okay, uh, but then again, this movie is two hours of me like wanting to like stab myself because <laughs> I was like any anything to end this misery. Um, well, does that cover all the fight scenes officially? Yeah, I mean, did you want to go into anything else with the last fight? Like, what did you think of the choreography? Like, my problem was fine. Yeah, my problem is it's just it was yeah it was surprisingly too basic. There wasn't really anything interesting going on in terms of moves, and then it's it's just over edited. It's like I throw a punch, edit. Here's you getting hit by the punch. Then you throw a punch back. Edit. This is me getting hit by it. Like, there's too much of that type of editing. Like, I want to see people doing choreography uh, with not so many edits, with longer yeah. takes. It's it's more interesting when you can see that. But 
it's almost what? like they didn't trust that Jet Li could do it or they didn't trust that Russell Wong could do it. So they just... It's probably the latter than the former, right? Yeah. Russell yeah. Wong it's probably isn't a martial artist. But he, it's fine. It's weird because uh, the way that they shot the first fight scene was with Russell Wong. Mm-hmm. I believed all of it. So I, get, you know, I felt like it was a better a showcase of what he could do yeah that so first fight scene was a lot here. better i'm surprised that this one turned out so i don't know just so un- uninteresting yeah yeah well and, I, I thought it was fine i don't think it was terrible i just uh you know but when you and i when we marathon and watch back to back both cradle to the grave and romeo must die i gotta admit um uh, cradle to the grave ends uh, ends it a little bit better it's, albeit it does end a little more, more stupid but we'll get to that we'll get to well, that when we get to it well so i just want to say and we always kind of spoil the fights but um the way this last fight ends is so fucking stupid like so basically what happens is uh Jetly powers up because he wraps his hands, his his burnt flesh hands, and that's how he wins. That's how he that, that like basically he wraps his hands and now he's at a hundred ten percent instead of just back at a hundred. And so he's pummeling R- Russell Wong's character, and Russell Wong goes up for a flying jump kick, and Jetly defeats him by jumping just a little bit higher. <laughs> and what i mean is when russell wong's leg is extended out to kick him jet lee jumps a little bit higher he puts his leg out pushes russell Weg, russell wong's leg Rang. down and then kicks him in the top of the head yep. which then yep. leads to an x-ray of his spine being compressed because he kicked the top of his head so I hard. Don't know if, I don't know if that works that way. It doesn't. Okay. No, so, it's so, no, it's so stupid. Ah, oh, like what, what is his leg like? A hydraulic press? Like how the fuck does it make his whole body just yeah, crack yeah. like that? If if they did the X ray and it and it showed like the skull like maybe exploding, I would be like, okay, cool, sure. Oh geez, well they didn't want to do that. They didn't yeah. want to do that. But but the the fact that. The kick was so powerful. The skull pushed all the vertebrae in his <laughs> spine down and crushed it all together. It's 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 stupid. I, I, and you're just uh, you're just left wondering why. <laughs> it's funny because uh, while we're rewatching this, uh, I remember laughing a lot, but not for the reasons that um, you know like were intentional. And from what I do remember from the fight scenes, I do not take this movie seriously at all. I think it's just so dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, you know, but but the fight scene to action, uh, fight scenes to plot ratio are so minimal. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's not enough fights for the amount of um, plot that we get. So uh, you know, like I, that, I think that's one reason why I don't like. Like I feel, find the fight scenes in this movie a lot more forgettable. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can, I can, I can definitely, sense? yeah, no, no, I, I, I see what you mean. Like, there's so much plot in this movie because it's, it's complicated. It is kind of like a murder mystery. Like, who's killing these people? We got to figure yep. it out. Um, and they, they don't supplement it enough with action. Like, and the action that's mm-hmm. there, it's, it's it just comes across as more silly. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, that's uh, Romeo must Romeo Romeo and Juliet. Romeo must die. Uh, oh God, do we talk about Cradle now? Yeah, I guess we have to Our, talk about Cradle. <laughs> well, we have to, right? Uh, Cradle is stars Jet Li as well, but also has Gabrielle Union, who was supposed to be the surrogate for who uh, um, Aaliyah was supposed to play. But we also have DMX, and we have Anthony Anderson in the movie as well. And, and also uh, Tom in the role, Arnold. <laughs> Tom Arnold's in the movie. What? Yeah, yeah it, it's yeah. weird. Like, uh, I, I, I had lost a lot of respect for him <laughs> uh, for doing this film. Um, but we also have, uh, instead of Russell Wong playing the, the villain at the end, we have uh, one of our show, show veterans, um, Mark Dacascus. Yay. Playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he only has one fight scene in the entire film but uh you know like obviously that's you know we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there but overall it just based off of that paradigm like all those characters that are actors that we have you know just mentioned you can tell why i confuse these two movies all the time well yeah i mean you Certain... have you have similar players so i i can definitely see yeah. that yeah yeah and then a lot of the you know scenes i'm like oh yeah remember when this happened in in romeo you're like no that was cradle to the grave and I'll like, oh wait, really? And like now I'm starting to think that they're the same fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean it's the same director. It it feels mm-hmm. like this guy just uh, it, this is not this is a this is a worse script where Romeo oh, yeah. and Juliet was more complicated and R- so it Romeo kinda, must die. Well, sorry, sorry. Where Romeo, Romeo must, must die. die was a more complicated story and it it did feel like a little slow and kind of boring. Like mm-hmm. this this script is just. Uh, it, I don't know. It, it, right. It's almost going into the so bad it's good territory. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't reach it for me though. Yes, yes. It is definitely. It has the potential to be both so bad it's good, but it's not bad. It's not good enough for me to want to watch it. It's not so bad. Nature. It's good enough. <laughs> is what I. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, since you took care of the very complicated plot of Romeo Must Die, let me take care of the plot of Cradle to the Grave. Yay. Uh, DMX. Wants to find his daughter. Oh, oh, oh let, let me help you out. <laughs> and Jet Li wants no, no, to find that, some black stones. That's not like that's not an innuendo. He literally wants yeah, to find black stones. He literally wants to find black stones, yeah. I yeah, mean, there's there's black people in the movie, but like that has it's not innuendo. It's 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 uh, literally trying to find these stones that turn out to be like these nuclear weapon MacGuffins. Uh, <sighs> it doesn't fucking yeah, matter. It's stupid, yeah. That, that's basically the plot. Um, yeah, my, my my job was a lot simpler than yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, my my movie is a lot stupider than yours. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I'm so I, I was I was saying this to you while we were watching this, like, man, you must have loved this movie because it it has uh it includes scenes of your favorite type of movie genre. <laughs> I, if you guys have seen the latest or one of the latest Rick and Morty episodes where they're making fun of heist movies, I was like, yes, this is why I fucking hate hate heist movies. They're very predictable. They're very, uh, you know, like they're very predictable. Very boring. There, there's like no, there's not at this point. There's nothing you can add to the genre to make it interesting. So like, I just, I absolutely hate it. So yes, that's another reason why I, I hate, fucking hate this movie. Because but, there's two heists, not one. There's two heists in this movie. Uh, well, every heist, 
every movie is obviously uh, made better when you have DMX acting his heart out. And oh by God. acting, I mean screaming. I, That's all he does in this movie. I felt so uncomfortable for the other actors in this movie. He's like he's just so angry and i can <laughs> and i can feel that like he'll get mad and he'll emote that to like jet lee or gabrielle union or somebody and it it feels like like an alcoholic dad snapping at a child <laughs> and i like i felt like uneasy whenever he did this and i'm surprised they kept these takes in the movie it's, it's a little uncomfortable right right yeah i i, I well i mean DMX is a rapper, right? So like, yeah, and and you, if you have ever listened to any of his tracks, like he has, you know, that's his his mo is he's angry. Oh yeah, he's a his, fucking angry guy. <laughs> yeah, but his his acting reflects that too, and it's it's so like, there's there's literally only two levels for him. It's like it's just room room volume and screaming at the top of his lungs. Mm-hmm. What what you say, motherfucker? I want my daughter back. That's pretty like pretty much yeah there is no range he's either off or on he's either zero or 11 it's just uh, it's it's a shame because when he snaps i'm just like ah don't hurt me so i'm trying to think of myself as a producer for romeo must die mm-hmm. you have two scenes with him with dmx in it just two very minor scenes one scene requires dmx to say guns don't kill people people kill people mm-hmm. and with that like taking that as his like demo reel, mm-hmm. they realize, oh, we need a whole movie with DMX. I don't know where they decided that was the thing, but apparently that was the decision. I mean, you know how these things are. Like he worked in the last movie, he probably got along well with the producers, the you know the staff, the director. Sure. So they're like, hey, we got. I'm going to do this other movie. I think you could be this other character. Sure, but, sure. But at the same time, too, it's because he is He's a musician. Terrible. He's a musician. He can bring in yeah. his audience. That's, I mean, that's usually what these things are, too. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. With both these movies, they both, uh, you know, they they're kind of just sprinkled in. Not even sprinkled. They're just littered with DMX's tracks, right? Like in the first one, it's kind of excusable because we have some songs like by with Aaliyah as well. And like mm-hmm. Aaliyah can like play like some softer tunes that like actually match the tone of the scene. Yeah. Whereas here it's like, if there's any sort of sentimental scene, fucking immediately undercut with like a DMX song. You're like, what the? F- this does not work. DMX is just not the right artist for this. Right. Um, well, I mean, there's there there aren't yeah. too many sentimental moments in this movie. Where with Romeo yeah, must true. die, you have family members dying. They're trying to. You know, they're trying to make a romance happen yep. between these two characters, so you're going to need that sentimental music. Uh, Cradle to the Grave is just, like, balls-to-the-wall action with, like, some right, annoying heist <laughs> elements thrown in. <laughs> so there, there's no need for for a soft touch yeah. when it comes to the music. Right, right. It's definitely more action-y than, than uh, Robio Must Die. So, uh... Oh uh, yeah, that, that like I'm, I feel like a lot of the complaints I had with the with Romeo Must Die can have you know basically reiterate for this movie. Uh, Anthony Anderson plays one of the good guys in this movie, and unlike Romeo, and uh, you know like we have Gabrielle Union and DMX, and they're you know going through this heist in the very beginning of the film, 
uh, and there's like this extra side character. I don't even know who he's played by. Uh, he gets beat up by Jet Li <laughs> yeah. because he gets carry he carries some stones, and I don't know. Like it, it's a kind of like a throwaway scene just to establish how Jet how badass Jet Li is. It's you know it, it's you know it's fine for what it is, right? Like it's right, right. It it, it, it technically is probably the first longer drawn out fights because there there are a few fights in this movie that are just so so short we don't need Mm -hmm. to discuss them but yeah basically uh one of dmx's men fights jet lee in the subway tunnel Mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's a shame because uh, i think the over editing here is probably because uh the the guy was not a martial artist he and Jet Li yeah. probably just had to work with him to, to you know, to make yeah. these these things work. And yeah, it's okay; yeah, it, sure, it's over edited, but it's just you know, it's just not that interesting. It is what it is. Uh, and okay, so Jet Li, like you said before, is definitely a blank slate in this movie. In oh, fact, he's he's no worse. He's worse in this movie. Yeah, I don't know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, unlike um, you know, like, like he is the. He is like the worst uh, partner for DMX in this movie because DMX is so lively and so angry throughout the whole film that when Jet Li's on screen, he has like no presence. He right. doesn't have any sort of like on screen, um, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, like, I won't say charisma, but like he doesn't really stick out at all, you know, because yeah. like, DMX is just stealing the show. Right, right. And, and that's that it's kind of strange too because this movie came after the one mm-hmm. right yep. and in the one like i thought he was i thought he did a good job in in terms of his performance you know mm-hmm. nothing oscar worthy but i thought he had a lot of range in that movie but then you go into this and jet lee for the one <laughs> it, like like really if you watch this movie jet lee has no expression it, it it's literally nothing like he's not happy he's not sad He's well, just the like, whole movie, he's like smirking. He's just like, I want the stones. I want the stones. I want the stones. Tiny, like shitting grin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's stupid. <laughs> uh, right. We already talked about how stupid the plot is already. So, what happens next? Next fight scene. Um, bu- 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 bu. This movie is 20, min- 20 minutes shorter than the other movie, but it feels like it's longer for some reason. Uh, is, is, so is the first or the next fight, is that when Jet Li and DMX fight together in the alley? N- no, I think before that was, was it in the hotel room? One or the other. doesn't matter. The doesn't hotel room matter. doesn't really matter much. It, like it, it's, I don't like it that they're establishing DMX as like this badass fighter. Oh, oh, like oh, okay, okay. So, are, are you talking about when DMX fights Jet Li inside the hotel room? Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- that's really short, but I, I hated that because I was like, dude, you, you can't, you can't take on Jet Li. You, you know what this nothing. feels like? Which, which Halloween se- uh, series was it where Buster Rhymes beats up uh, uh, um, uh, Mike Myers? Michael Myers. I think that's Halloween Resurrection. I think that's like the yeah, the seventh it, it's like or eighth one. I don't know. It, it's pandering. It's it's ego boosting. It's like let's take it because he's a celebrity. Who yeah, has a big name, yeah. He mm-hmm. needs to be the one who needs to kick ass, and I hate that. It's like all those fucking action movies now, where it's like they have to have a con, have it in their contract that if they get punched a certain amount of times, they need a punch back a certain amount of times. Right, right. right. Yeah, so yeah. It's, like, it's, it's 
yeah, no, you, you said it exactly. Because basically, I don't know if you noticed, but basically DMX's only move is to knee you in the stomach. <laughs> he does that to Jet Li. He, he learned down the streets. In the next fight scene, it's just like, that's all you got? It's like, no, you're, you're dead, man. <laughs> Well, no, don't you don't you remember the wall flip that he does? Yeah, it's in the next fight. <laughs> you Let's can't talk about defeat, that fight scene. You can't defeat somebody with a wall flip. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't defeat someone with a wall flip. He runs. He does a wall flip over a dog. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not like he's fighting a charging bull. Then yes, he's wall flip all dog. you want. He's fighting a dog. <laughs> Like everything that leads up to this is just like stupid enough because he's just like they're fighting two uh, henchmen here. Uh, one of them played by Johnny Nguyen, uh, yes, a la the Clash uh, movie that we covered already. Uh, mm. It was very surprising to see him here. He's like baby faced looking. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I completely forgot he was in this movie, and it's such a waste of his talent, at least <laughs> from what he later does. Anyway, I don't yeah. I don't know if he if he got better or if he was always good, but right. everything he's doing here is just so like mm-hmm. basic. Well, short. Yeah, yeah well, it's very short. short. It's very yeah. basic. Mm-hmm. And he's here just he well you know, at the time. I mean, you know, he he's like a fledgling martial artist. On, yeah, he's on screen, probably so up. He's, he's probably up and coming, and they you know they yeah. invited him on. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, and, you know, it's forgettable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super short. Incredibly short, and then uh, and then uh, DMX is fighting a guy, and he kicks the guy so hard it crashes through a gate, and the gate opens up, and then two bloodhounds just come charging out the gates, and Jet Li and and DMX are running for their lives, you know, all in slow mo, and then you see DMX doing a wall flip over the dog, but then in the next shot, <laughs> by the way, I didn't. You heard me say that right. DMX does a wall flip. That's totally him doing it. It's not that, it's totally not necessary. right. Right. So so just just to to, to clarify or provide a mm-hmm. visual, he's mm-hmm. running away from the dog. He literally runs up a wall like a mm-hmm. brick wall, and then fl- backflips out of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it yep. it doesn't make any sense because. The dog isn't following him up the wall. You don't you don't see the dog anywhere. You just see him run up the wall and do a flip. The dog probably was just waiting down there for him to land. And it probably Go ahead. <laughs> the dog you see the dog actually fall in the next shot onto a bag of like a bunch of garbage bags. Right. But right. that it's not anywhere near the wall. Yeah. So where where did this dog fall? Right. Man, if if DMX did the wall flip but then you saw a dog wall flip behind him. I would have been like, okay. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, you guys got me. You got me. <laughs> I'm sold. Uh, and the next shot, I thought I was laughing my ass off already, but the next shot completely sealed the deal for me is when uh, Jet Li and DMX jump over a car. Well, Jet Li jumps over the car and DMX charges through the car. And you see the two dogs follow them into the back seat of the car and then next thing you know like the dogs come in and then they close they're like you see in like really slow shots of uh gently closing the doors and the dogs getting locked inside it's like the amount of time it took me to explain that was how long it took for them to do all those things yeah and the it's dogs like would the not have baffling, stayed there. no definitely not yeah yeah 
<laughs> well, actually, uh, I mean, some dogs are dumb. Maybe they would have. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, th- this whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. But it- it's it's worth a laugh. I'd say just check it out. I- like that, this is probably the only scene in the whole movie that I would rewatch over and over, <laughs> just because of how stupid it is. I'll uh, I'll make a. It's I'll very make entertaining. A- I'll make a GIF of DMX running up the wall for you. How about that? <laughs> okay. No, I need the I need the car scene as well. Okay, sure, sure. All right. Well, what do we got next? Uh, we have a lot of scenes. Well, I mean, like we don't have any like particular action scenes uh, leading until like leading up to the very end of the movie. If I remember there is, correctly, there is one very large action scene in the middle that mm-hmm. um, that is a chase that is intercut with Jet Li fighting in the octagon oh right oh you know what oh yeah i totally forgot about this so there's a lot actually that we can talk about here and i don't know why i didn't i did not mention it before we have a lot of ufc fighters in the movie mm-hmm. i don't know if you caught on to that uh oh, we have well, yeah, Liddell, yeah. we have randy couture uh, i'm only oh God, familiar with randy couture because i saw him in uh, the expendables mm-hmm. which jet Li mm-hmm. was also in so that's cool right right uh man, I'm like there are at least two other UFC fighters. And I'm really like uh, forgetting them, but uh, seeing them just make small cameos in this movie was kind of surreal, because at that point, like UFC was still like you know, uh, kind of up and coming. So uh, the the fact that they were in the movie at all is kind of surprising, and yeah. uh, it's weird because the way that they utilize Jet Li or they utilize the UFC fighters is so basic. They literally come in just to like throw like a wild haymaker and they all just get beat up like that's not yeah. how UFC fighters work at all it's it's yeah no i know what you mean it's a shame because like you said they they all stand in a circle waiting to take oh, their yeah. turn to throw just like a very visible kick a, mm-hmm. a, a telling punch and yeah. Jet Li uses martial arts to just take everybody down yep. like it's like the best uh, art form out of all of them right Plot-wise, it also doesn't make much sense. So Jet Li, he gets thrown into a ring. Not literally, but like he kind of gets forced to go into yeah. the ring. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't want to fight. So every what ends up happening is everyone tells him, you have to fight. And they do that by everyone dogpiling into the octagon all at the same time and say, you have to fight. But I don't understand why they, ha- why they all decide to get into the ring at the same time. Like... Ooh. Those aren't the rules. I don't. What yeah. are they trying to do? I mean, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so well. So to explain, basically, what happens is Jet Li is dodging one of the fighters. I think it's Randy Couture, uh, mm-hmm. because Tom Arnold's character is like looking for some guy with a ring, and so yeah. Jet Li is buying him time. And then once they find the guy, Jet Li's like, "Oh, you win!" And everyone mm-hmm. starts booing because he threw the fight. And so yeah, yeah. all, for some reason, all the UFC fighters come in and decide to beat him up. And also yeah. the midget ref, referee, <laughs> uh-huh. who, uh, who... He has the best choreography in the movie. I was going to say, he's got some decent choreography, <laughs> but he ends up becoming a pr- literal prop for Jet Li to use. He spins him around. He uses mm-hmm. him as like a blunt object to hit these UFC fighters <laughs> and then ultimately literally tossing him away. 
And, Little uh, people make the best melee weapons. That's what they're yeah, trying to say in this movie. This movie is very non-PC. Not political, correct? Yeah. Yes, especially with Tom Arnold's like racist jokes, and then <laughs> yeah. and then recovering by saying no offense. It's like no, that's that's not how. Yeah, that yeah, works. that's still how that works. Yeah, you know, I, I will say the, the one uh, highlight of this film, uh, this fight scene, is when they knock over one of the fences. Uh, the fence yeah. walls and Jet Li is standing on top of it. He's like, I mean, he's on wires, obviously, right? So mm-hmm. you know that's not, you know, he's not actually performing these things full out because you underneath the fence you see there are people who are holding it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if he actually was stomping on this thing, it would probably right. you know hurt somebody underneath it. But for what it's worth, uh, you you see some, you know, relatively interesting fight, uh, fight. Uh, mechanics here like you know he does like tornado kicks he does some some spin kicks and jumping kicks on this thing and so like it's it's i've never seen anything like that i'll give it that yeah the the setup is not bad basically he climbs on the one of the outer edge fences Mm -hmm. of the octagon everybody everybody pushing at him and trying to get at him makes the fence collapse onto the audience mind you in actually Mm -hmm. a pretty decent shot you have the camera falling down with yeah. it and you see the people getting crushed and then it basically turns the fence into a trampoline and they yeah, do some yeah. they they do some pretty inventive stuff here it, it's fun mm-hmm. yep. but yeah you, you're right it, it's it is kind of unique uh for me it's a it's, it's just a little kind of basic but uh mm-hmm. at, at least sure. at least the fight evolved i'll give it that i'm i'm always for the evolution of a fight like if this was jet lee just pummeling guys in the ring still taking their turns i was i would have been like all right fine fine yeah like so at least they had the sense to realize okay we need to change things up we can't just have him beating everybody up in the ring because you know that's only so much entertaining yeah yeah exactly exactly uh i mean like everything before that was kind of i mean mean, you you and i have complained about this before where if you see a bunch of people in the background just kind of waiting their turn to come in yes uh, it's kind of distracting uh, yeah, like as, as you watch more and more martial arts movies, you notice it more and more. But for this movie, I, I, it's so apparent. Like people are literally just standing there. Yeah, that that's kind of the the disappointing thing with this with this section is because you, he is encircled by the UFC fighters, and he the people facing him are the ones who basically um, come forward to fight him. Like they could have easily gone behind him and grabbed him put him in chokehold put him in a headlock yep. and it would have yep. been done but like they always do <laughs> exactly <laughs> yep uh well of course we have to stick with the old school format of martial arts so it's like it's just weird that they had all these cameos and they didn't utilize them to its fullest it felt like such a weird uh, I, I mean I know, like the I, I, or... I don't feel that Corian's type of action choreography really lends to you know to ground fighting to to grappling yeah, yeah. i'm but, sure he i'm well, sure he could do something with it but like i don't recall any of his films where he's done like mma style fighting before so right well i just i just find it weird when we utilize uh, real mixed martial artists in a movie and just make them look like simpletons I'm like, well, what's the point of having them in the movie right, at all right. if you're just not going to utilize them at all well like, i think even uh triple threat when we had michael bisping i'm like I mean, he's actually fighting. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I think 
that's i think you hit it on the head i think that's what they were trying to do they were trying to make them just kind of look like simpletons like very very telegraphed in their moves see those people didn't have an agent uh, to write in their contract that they need to have uh, three punches for every time they get punched (laughs) that's what they needed yeah no that's true that's true no i hope they have that in their contracts now (laughs) so Uh, all right what what else we got so i want to say like meanwhile while this Jet Li fight is happening, it is intercut with a chase scene. And I will say, this is probably one of the more exciting moments in this movie. Like, I liked uh, the fact that DMX steals an ATV and he's being pursued by the cops and he's being pursued on motorcycle. There's some cool visual elements going on in here. I think you guys can hear me shaking my head. I, I, <laughs> fucking, the fucking heist movies, the heist heist plot subplot in the movie it does not interest me at all no, no no but this isn't this is no longer a part of the heist this is just a chase scene eh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. well he like well this is actually part of his his whole ruse right he wants to get ca- uh, captured by the police uh no he, right? he doesn't he's escaping from the police but he get he but he gets does get captured right? he gets captured he doesn't know how to get out and then he sees that uh some BMXers and their bikes and their ATV oh, yeah, are being yeah, confiscated. Yeah. So he just he he guns it, he runs for it, and then he he gets on the ATV. I like it a lot because there's some cool <laughs> shots where he literally he crashes through a window, and then he he and the motorcyclist are going up the stairs of a building. And there's actually a really really awesome shot where he rides the ATV from he crashes through the windows he he rides the atv from one building onto the other building and the mm-hmm. cameraman actually follows him it's actually a really cool visual it, it's it's intercut but uh i like that a lot you should definitely check that out again oh okay i i think i was i was checking out is what <laughs> right out. right right yeah but then it's cool because because you know what then it features scenes of a guy on an atv driving across the rooftops of i mean it's probably not la it's probably like toronto or something but uh he's riding he's it's a real person riding on the rooftops and that would never happen like today anymore oh no, definitely not yeah so that's I, not. so that's why i like stuff like that i'm like oh great real stunts real real practical things going mm-hmm. on so like i i can appreciate things like that sure sure anytime we actually have the performers doing the thing it's not some sort of you know, uh, digital trickery, then, I, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I honestly, obviously didn't hone in on it as much as you did. <laughs> right. Because, well, uh, I, wasn't in, I wasn't so interested in the Jet Li fight, but it was getting... <laughs> okay, in, maybe that's why. Yeah, it was getting intercut with this. So I was like, oh, okay, this, this is kind of neat. Oh, and just because I'm on it, it did play the X is going to give it to you song. Yes, 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 it did. Oh my god, yeah. The good thing you reminded me of that is uh, DMX well, I mean, is fucking one DMX of DMX's doing the whole soundtrack. Probably most famous singles. X gonna give it X to you. X gonna give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now this movie won a million points for that, right? <laughs> yes, yes. X amount of points, yeah. They, they should have had that play every fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might as well. DMX did the whole fucking soundtrack, right? So it, it kind of feels like you know, if it was up to him, he would have made every scene 
equally as angry and aggressive as that as that song would allow. Yeah, he really should have. Yeah. Uh, so, oh my god. Yeah. I I think that actually does lead us to the last fight. I'm pretty sure there's not too much else after this there, whole yeah. big scene. Well, that sounds kind of right. I mean, we're we're, kind of, we're obviously glossing over a lot of the uh, a lot of scenes. Well, uh, just to really talk about it really quickly, and there's a reason why I like this this movie loses me more than the other one is because mm-hmm. if you can cut out a lot of a lot of fat out of this movie, every scene is DMX is trying to find his daughter. His daughter doesn't you know is being held hostage, and he comes back to DMX trying to look for his daughter. It's like the whole yeah. goddamn film, right? Um, and right. like, there's a bunch of like filler in the whole movie. But like, honestly, if you could just cut straight to the ending, you know, like you're not missing out anything. So yeah. we finally get to our final fight scene. Yay! Yeah, uh, it is the worst movie sin for us when it comes to martial arts movies. Cutting back and forth between not two but three fight scenes simultaneously. Oof. Yeah, and they're all poorly edited. <laughs> it, every it, it, single one of yeah, them yeah it, it really is a shame because i think the jet lee and the mark dacascas fight is act- actually has some decent choreography and it's actually shot well for an american film mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, I, I, will, sure. I will give it points for that i think maybe what happened is they didn't choreograph enough and so mm-hmm. they thought that by intersplicing it with the other fights like maybe that would help you know, like pad out this ending. Yeah. I, I, right. I don't know. It, it, it's a shame because it, it it definitely is the best fight of this movie, and prob and I could I could probably safely say the other the other movie as well. It, it, it's, yeah. it's the best fight, but the fact that it has to be interrupted constantly by what Gabrielle Union Gabrielle and Kelly Hugh are doing, and then also what DMX and random goon is doing. It it, yeah. it it loses that flow, unfortunately. Right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I know we all know that like Jet Li kind of like is supposed to be top build, but you know, DMX is also in the movie, so like he needs to steal the show a little bit too. A little bit of like a vanity thing going on there, right? So at, at the end, I like if he his part of this was not uh, in it at all, I wouldn't have minded at all. Like he, I, I think. He, uh, yeah. No, I agree. He his section is so. Um, forgettable. It really shouldn't mm-hmm. have been there. Uh, at yeah. least like Gabrielle Union and uh, Kelly Hughes stuff was it was okay. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I think Kelly Hugh might have done some martial arts, but I don't think Gabrielle Union did. So like, for what it was, I was like, okay, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It ends kind of stupidly where she takes a Uzi and shoots him and hurt shoots Kelly Hugh in the stomach like at point blank range. But she I looks fine. It, I thought it was okay. <laughs> well, basically what ha- well, basically what happens is, yeah, Kelly Hughes' character gets the Uzi and uh, Gabrielle puts her in like sort of this weird arm lock and it forces her arm to point back at herself, mm-hmm. Kelly Hughes' <laughs> yeah. self, causing her to pull the trigger, causing her to pull the, you know, to shoot herself up in the side. Yep. I-, I-, I wish that they staged it or shot it differently because it's not a horrible concept but the execution is just kind of it comes across as silly (laughs) yep 
Uh, well, okay, yeah. So we have that going on. We also have uh, DMX, who's also, you know, like you said, fighting that that goon. Uh, how does he take him out? I'm trying to remember because also like his daughters in that in that fray as well. Like how I don't remember how he actually took him out. Yeah, actually, I don't remember either. Basically, DMX is trying to protect his daughter, so he's mm-hmm. kind of absorbing a lot of blows from this guy because he's like trying to like get in get you know get in her way trying to put her up mm-hmm. on to different platforms um i th- ah, fuck how does he beat him i think he beats him by taking the the airplane wheel stops like those yellow wooden yeah, blocks yeah. Uh-huh. and i think i think he clubs him with it i actually can't remember now that i think about it yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't See, matter. That's, that, that, that just kind of like leads to my point. Like both, like well, his is probably the most forgettable. Like we didn't need that at all. Like he could have just ran away with his daughter by that point, and just like waited for uh, yeah. Jet Li to finish his fight. Because what ends I up agree. happening is Jet Li and Mark Dacascos, uh, Mark Dacascos get uh, inflamed in flames. Oh, like, like literally engorged in flames. Yeah, so, like, I like I love the setup a lot actually. Like, as silly as it is, I thought it was very clever in, in how they mm. do it. So basically, Mark Dacascos is flying away in a helicopter. Tom Arnold shoots a rocket at the tail end <laughs> at the helicopter. The tail yep. explodes. It causes the helicopter to start spinning around. As the helicopter is spinning, it is spewing out jet fuel. It crashes. It causes the jet fuel to ignite because it was spinning uh, it, it causes a ring def- of fire. Yeah, it causes a ring of fire around him. Now we have our final fight, and this is definitely like the better of the last fights between Cradle to the Grave and Romeo Must I mean, Die. They also busted up a fire hydrant, so the fire hydrant is spewing water. Yes. So like the yes. whole fight is in in you know is completely drenched. It, it makes for a good set piece, you know, an action set piece. However, yeah. it begs the question: like, why isn't that water putting out that fire? It was, oh, isn't well, the point of the fire, the <laughs> fire hydrant, to put out fire? <laughs> no, no, it, it was to get them soaking wet. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, there, I know other ways we can get them soaking wet. Yeah. There, there, was, there was a wet T-shirt contest after this that that was using that set. <laughs> Speaking of which, so Gabrielle Union was pretty. Okay, anyways, I mean, <laughs> if you're gonna watch it for this movie for any reason, it's for Gabrielle Union. All right. Because uh, there are certain scenes in the movie where you're like, all right, the, the, she makes the movie a lot better. And uh, <laughs> if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, um, well, go ahead and watch it. This is my recommendation right here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so the fight between Mark Dacascos and Jet Li, uh, two real martial artists going at it, uh, you know, like on screen. It, you know, uh, it, it is good, although, you know, like it, it's good, but it's really short uh, yes. from what i recall and yes, i think the really problem is, is the, the problem stems from the fact that we're cutting back and forth between dmx and gabriel union and this fight uh so much so that like I, in all honesty i think that the russell wong one's a little bit more memorable mm. like but not yeah. not for the set piece but in terms of like the actual choreography right right well because with the with the romeo must die final fight that's it. We are not cutting between anything. We get the whole fight from beginning to end. We get we get the pauses in there for them to reflect, for them to react. And this movie, whenever we cut to Jet Li 
and Mark Dacascus, it's strictly like fighting. And anytime yeah. they cut back, it, you know, it takes away from that, unfortunately. If we were to edit only their scenes together, it would be really short. And It'd probably be like 40 seconds, honestly. Yeah. I wonder if there's like fighting on the cutting room floor that they just that they cut out because they intercut it with the other two fights. Yeah. Well, we will never know. We'll never know. Unless we're, yeah. We're waiting for the uh we're waiting for the cradle to the grave uh, you know, Blu-ray <laughs> to come out. <laughs> the the 4K like unrated director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's people are totally asking for that movie. Yeah. Listen, like uh, I, I, yeah, I will say like the last fight is pretty decent. It's just ruined because it's intercut yeah. with with the other stuff like there's some great sure. choreography for mark dacascus he's utilizing a lot more of his kicking mm-hmm. uh there's some great trail like i i feel like a lot of the trailer shots uh mm-hmm. f- from are taken from this fight you have these interesting moments where like jet lee is flipped he's thrown back towards the camera his legs are kind of at this like 45 30 degree angle sliding back because of the rain it it all looks really cool it's just too short. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm sure that there's some sort of maybe they, they they filmed a whole bunch, but because they had so many things going on at once, they had to cut it for time, right? So you can't have like a five minute sequence plus a five minute sequence plus a five minute sequence. So they had to cut it down so that instead of three really good fight scenes, they have three really mediocre ones. <laughs> so that's what we ended up happening. Uh, and such, what such is the shame. what is the best way to end this fight uh, oh, with God. a CGI mess uh, wherein Jet Li takes uh, one of those Blackstone thingies. It literally puts a charcoal pill into his, his <laughs> mouth. That's kind of what he uh, does. Yeah. Yeah. He, he shoves the charcoal pill into Mark Dacosta's throat and then he chops it. He karate chops it, uh, his, his throat, and it causes the pill to uh, crack. But that thing is radioactive. So mm-hmm. what? So Jet Li jumps out of the way, and you see Mark Dacascus's face just melts in real time. Yeah. Uh, you know that's totally him doing that. It's not a CGI mess. Right, uh, right. And it's yeah, and it begs the question. You know, it doesn't make you question whether or not that would just destroy the entire planet and make or the <laughs> entire airport and make everything uh, radioactive for like thirty-seven years. No, it's okay. His body absorbed everything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's totally how, so, how nuclear physics works. Yeah. So <laughs> I think they built a fake mouth for that shot. I think that was all CG. You think it was all CG? I, I think so. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it was all CG. I don't Every know. Bit of that. This is so early. What's this, like 2000? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you, I, I bet it's like the inside of a flashlight. They just they just cut it open. They're so what like, I was right gonna here. say, like, so basically, what happens is Jet Li throws a radioactive pill into Mark Dacascus's mm-hmm. mouth, and he closes his mouth. But then we get a POV shot inside of Mark Dacascus's mouth, and you see the pill there. And I think they might have built that mouth. I think they made it. I I don't know. You don't know, but they actually cut open Mark Dacascus's head. <laughs> And they just <laughs> shot that. They just put a yes, shoved the camera yes. into him. That's totally what happened. Yeah. Now watch it again. Uh, I like. I like that shot. It it <laughs> doesn't work for this movie. That shot is not 
what this movie should be about. <laughs> but I love it that it's so weird that yeah, yeah, because it, it, it's just so different. <laughs> but that's that's creative. That's the movie. The yeah, and then uh, they they walk away. They try to walk away to the sunset, and all the cops come conveniently, and they're like, "You're under arrest." They're like, we just saved the world, and they're like, "Well, too bad." And that's it. Pretty much, yeah. Kind of. They they try to play it as if like it's a happy ending, but then, oh, well, don't we don't we uh, get a pardon because we saved the world? Like, no, you're coming no. with us. You you know, like you're criminals, and that's uh that's how the movie ends. And you have a DMX song playing too, so it's all uh, it's all good because you know X is gonna give it to you. Yes, he uh, definitely gave, he definitely gave it to us. <laughs> Give a shit. Uh, those are the two movies. Um, yes. My God, uh, if I didn't hate my life before the quarantine, uh, I sure hate them now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, zero. Um, yes. Do you think this is as bad? As, okay. Do you do you do you agree with me that? These two movies are as bad as J- Jackie's The Medallion and um, uh, The Tuxedo. I draw a lot of parallels to those movies. Right, cause right. Because those the, are like, these, those are Jackie's worst. You, you could, yeah, you yeah. Could probably worst say, American yeah. film. Like the most notoriously bad Jackie films. I, uh, I no, think like, I would say like, and, Spy Next Door is, it should be there over one or, one or the other. Oh, that one's just forgettable. But like, no, that's I think, what I, I mean. Think, yeah, yeah. But Jackie, you know, Jackie's films, those two films I just mentioned, and Jet Li's films, these two that we're, we're talking about <sighs> just now, these are all Man, like clumped in the same so bad, like really bad Americanized versions of, or like interpretations of what these amazing Chinese martial artists can do. Yeah, no, that that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know like, which one is worse. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, so there. But between like the the Jackie stuff, whatever. Like we'll we'll talk about that for another episode. But for today, we had to come to a conclusion. Which one is worse, Cradle to the Grave or Romeo Must Die? I, I mean, I, I I said what I thought in the beginning of this podcast already. Uh, Cradle to the Grave is definitely the the worst movie. Out of the two, <laughs> it is definitely the worst movie out of the two, but it is probably a little more entertaining to watch. Okay. Like, does does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, at, yeah okay. like yeah, from yeah. from a film perspective, Cradles of the Grave is is not a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, it, it, it's a movie, but no, no, it's it's really not a movie. <laughs> Romeo Must Die was trying to do something. It, it failed, but mm-hmm. I, I appreciate I appreciate the effort. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like giving that that kid in school like a a B for trying. It's like oh well, you actually got a C, but you know here's a B anyways. Uh, yeah, sure. Like it's, it's like extra sure. credit. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're being a little lenient. I, I think. I'm being very very lenient. Yeah. See see the thing is like. I wouldn't watch Cradle to the, or I wouldn't watch Romeo Must Die again. I would probably watch uh, Cradle to the Grave again. But I think Romeo Must Die has the better story somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough. You'll you'll just have to watch it and see. Yeah, I feel like every sentence ends with a question mark. It's like yes, no, I don't, I don't know. Pretty like much. The, 
they're pretty both much really yeah. rough. Mm-hmm. Both movies are really hard to sit through, uh, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Christ. Um, so yeah. Do you? So like, it's like a nuanced answer. There's no definitive. Like, this is definitely worse than the other. <sighs> Cradle to the Grave is definitely worse, but it is more entertaining. That like okay. that is my answer. Like, I know Romeo Must Die is technically the the better movie, but it's I don't want to sit through it again. Okay. All right. All right. If that makes any sense. All right. I'm all, I'm almost in agreement with you. But uh Cradle I don't <laughs> Cradle to the Grave is 20 minutes longer and it feels like an hour longer to me. Is it really 20 minutes longer? No, no, tw- Cradle to the Grave is 20 minutes shorter. I'm sorry. Shorter. It's, okay, okay. It's shorter. It's shorter. And yeah, it it moved it technically in terms of like the, you know, the blocking of the movie, it feels you know, like it, not as much happens so it technically is shorter mm-hmm. but just it's so repetitive to the point where i feel like it just feels long for for some reason and that mm-hmm. that's not to say that romeo must die is not short uh it is short at all like at romeo must die is very long that movie is way too overpaced and way too um like just way too slow but i I don't know. Like both movies are just like a drudge to, for me to sit through. At least Jack, Jackie's movies, uh, Medallion and Tuxedo, had the decency to be only ninety minutes. Okay, <laughs> those <laughs> movies feel like they just end, and it's like good. Yeah, yeah. They they were they're not so bad. It's good, but Jackie Chan definitely has a lot more on screen charisma for American audiences than Jet Li yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. And this didn't feel like a good showcase of what Jet. Neither one movie feel like a good showcase of what Jet Li can do. Um, yeah. Whereas Jackie, you know, I feel like his even those two movies you just mentioned, uh, you know, like it has it has a semblance of like what Jackie's like known for. Whereas this movie is just like, well, here's Jet Li, but not really. We have all these, you know, other characters in the movie that kind of outshine him, and that's right. a shame. Um, I agree. All right, so what is my non-nuanced answer? What is my definitive, which is worse? Because I agree with you almost 100% with, like, uh, both movies. But, like, yeah, it's, like, so complicated. Because Romeo is, like, boring. But Cradle's dumb. Dumb. (laughs) It's really dumb. That's why I say I would watch Cradle again over Romeo. But I know Romeo is the, you know, it has the better story. Yeah. I'll I'll only say Romeo Must Die is the better movie because I actually like Aaliyah in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was she was fine. She was yeah. all right. That that's the that's the only reason I have no other basis off of why I like Romeo more. <laughs> I think that movie's terrible too. So <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna say Cradle to the Grave is the worst of the two. Sure. But also, but I don't think it's entertaining. I think it's if you're gonna watch either one watch cradle because it you can laugh at it more yes i I would agree with you there but that is by no means a recommendation (laughs) as me saying that movie is so stupid Uh, right and if there are i was just gonna say there are other better jetly films to watch i don't know (laughs) if there are better dmx films to watch but there, there, I mean, uh, if you like Anthony Anderson as a comic, I'm sure he's done better stuff than this. Because watch Blackish, he, just, just yeah, watch anything with him. Uh, he's yeah, literally I mean, in everything. All right. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, they, they, there's a lot of un-PC stuff going on in Cradle to the Grave, uh, especially some, like, homosexuality comedy mm-hmm. that just, you know, doesn't play very well today, so. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot about that. In the, the beginning of the movie, like, when, when they discover that the security guard is gay, they're like, he's a gay! I'm like, whoa, whoa, don't fucking say it like that. <laughs> it's like, what Pretty, the hell? They're, yeah, they're like, he's a gay man, you go! He's like, ah. It's like, like why, do, why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> uh yeah so that's that's my very convoluted answer to that um i will say i think you should watch romeo must die fight scenes online because they're so silly especially I, kung football i i love that one that one's really fun sure and it's I, stupid Oh, okay, okay, so I, I want to preface this. I think you should watch, watch the fights because you will get a sense of how how much they didn't know how to use utilize Jet Li, mm-hmm. right? Like, they put right. him on wires. Sure, he's been on wires before, but that's, like, I, I feel like those are more in his, like, wuxia films. Mm-hmm. Like, they put him on wires. He, he's floating around. All the characters are floating around. And then they use CGI. It's 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 just such a sin. It makes sense for the one. He can bend, you know, he can bend reality, reality in that movie. Yeah, that's fine. That's forgivable. In 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 these movies, uh, it, it just it literally does stick out. So yeah, yeah. Um, you're crazy. I wouldn't recommend any fight scene by the movie. <laughs> no, that's I, not I true. do. I I do recommend kung the kung football scene. Mm-hmm. I I think the Aaliyah and Jet Li fight scene is okay, although it's very mm-hmm. short. And then I would say watch the Jet Li and Mark Dacascus fight. Unfortunately, I, I don't think anyone has edited it together where it's only them. You probably have to sit through the intersplicing of the other fights as well. Uh, Well, so that's only Romeo Must Die. For Cradle to the Grave, there's only one fight scene I would recommend in that. It's that's what I just DMX, said. One DM. Oh really? Oh, I thought you were okay. talking. No, you're talking about Romeo. For, for I was Cradle. talking about both. I was talking about both films. Oh okay. No, for Cradle, there's only one fight scene that's worth. Oh uh, okay okay. Yeah it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the fucking him running up the wall, running <laughs> the dogs. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I don't recommend uh, that. That's. So <laughs> no, I recommend that. That is great. Like if you make a gif of that, you send it to people. That's that's all you need. I, okay, I'll make a gif. Don't of watch that. on. I'll, don't I'll watch send, it on YouTube. It's, it's not I'll worth. I'll send it. That to you. 